Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Hey, got a quick question for you. If somebody came along and said, Hey man, what if you could retire 15 years faster, but it's going to cost you about an extra hundred dollars a month right now. Would you do it? Is your future, your financial future and meeting those long-term financial goals worth a hundred dollars this month? If the answer is yes, well, Jessa from El Paso, Illinois has an idea. We hooked her up. She gave us a five-star review for SaveWithConrad.com and had this to say, Derek helped us go from a 30 year loan to a 15 year. And his team was able to cut our interest rate nearly in half. That's right. Half. It's worth the paperwork. Thank you so much. Think about what we're talking about here, folks. If you have a 30 year loan and you could pay it off in half the time for like an extra three bucks a day, what are we doing? Nobody wants to be 60 or 70 and making house payments. And if you don't make a plan to get out of debt right now, you're going to wake up one day and look around and say, uh, I can't retire. I got to keep working because I haven't paid our house off. It's your biggest piece of debt. And I understand that can be overwhelming, but it's that old cliche, right? How to eat an elephant one bite at a time. That's what we got to do here, guys. Let's get out of debt faster. And the first bite is at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. By the way, we're licensed in more than 40 states. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. But if you're in a 30-year loan, you need to go to savewithconrad.com right now. So a lot of us have been through this. You know, finding that person you want to spend the rest of your life with is great. But you hate all the pressure of what's next. Of course, there's all the engagement talk. But then there's the pressure from actually shopping for a ring hassle, haggling, finding a store to trust, trying to figure out the four C's discounts, sales, coupons, styles, and all the other nonsense. But at least those are all fantastic reasons to put off getting engaged. And that's why guys really hate Steven singer. He takes away every excuse in the book about not buying the ring. And he makes it so easy. I hate Steven singer. Steven Singer is a Philly jeweler that has been making it so easy to buy real diamonds for over four decades. He specializes in diamond engagement rings and has a staff of real experts, real jewelers, real people that are ready to help you find the perfect ring or gift at the perfect price. There's no call center. There's no sales. There's no haggling. There's no coupon codes. There's no discounts, just the best price possible, guaranteeing the best value every single day. Check Steven out at the other corner of eighth and Walnut and Philly. And by the way, they're open now. You don't need an appointment. Just stop by or online. at I hate Steven singer.com always with fast and free shipping. That's I hate Steven singer.com. Or if you're in the area, go check him out anytime at the other corner of eighth and Walnut and Philly. As for me here in Alabama, I'm going to check out. I hate Steven singer.com and you should too. Well, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He's a real athlete, so give him your respect. He's got intensity, integrity, intelligence, too. Oh, it's true, it's damn true. So if he ever finds... 
Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. We have an awesome show planned for you today. We'll be discussing one of the most talked about storylines in pro wrestling history. Invasion 2001, when ECW and WCW invade the WWE. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Conrad Thompson. How you doing today, Conrad? Man, I'm excited to be here. This is uh, probably the most discussed and uh, dissected angle in wrestling history. But usually when people are breaking it down, they're talking about it from the outside fans, giving their two cents, or maybe someone like Bruce Pritchard or Jim Ross, or even Eric Bischoff coming on, commenting on it, but you're there in the middle of it, probably at the peak of your career. This is going to be fun. We've never talked about it from your perspective. So I'm looking forward to today's show. So am I, my friend. Well, chat me up. Did you watch any WCW at all? I mean, I know that you ultimately signed with the WWF and I know there's a famous story of you and Rick and you asking his advice, but had you kept up with anything that happened on their program? Well, I, I started watching pro wrestling in late 1998, probably early 1998. And I was watching both WWF and or WCW. And I, I noticed there was a huge ratings war. Um, wrestling was popular. The most popular point in, in its history, uh, more popular than ever before and probably ever period. Yeah. And, uh, so the, it was, there was a huge buzz going on in pro wrestling and it drew my interest. That ratings war is what draw me and drew me into pro wrestling. In the old days, the, um, the sort of fantasy warfare was a big deal. Uh, even here in the attitude era, you would go to the, the, the grocery stores and whatnot, and you would see all the wrestling magazines, the after magazines, as we call them. And it would be, Hey, what would happen if sting fought the undertaker or what would happen if Steve Austin fought Goldberg? So this had sort of been fantasy booked by wrestling fans and wrestling writers for years and years. When you were actually in the business, was there anybody on the WCW side of things? You thought, man, I'd like to work a match with that guy. Well, at the time there, there are plenty of guys that I wanted to work with, um, you know, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. Uh, just because of their name alone yeah. I mean, they were household names, but the performance level of guys that I wanted to are one to uh, compete against or perform against was Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit and Booker T those guys drew my interest more than anybody else. And of course, Eddie Guerrero and, and Benoit make their way over before WCW goes down. But Booker T is probably the guy who stands heads and shoulders above everybody else who came over. Um, and you're kind of, a you're in a weird spot here. You're a de facto babyface because even though you've really tried to be a heel, you're a loyal WWF soldier against these evil invaders and being a babyface Isn't something we had seen a lot of from you at this point in the WWF. Were you comfortable with that role change and how that dynamic changes? Because I imagine it's not just, you know, your quote unquote swagger and the way you approach the fans. It's your promos. It's your wrestling style. It's your opponent list. It's everything, right? Yeah, it was a little weird, you know, because it, it turned me baby immediately uh, because of the invasion, you know, WCW coming in and um, I didn't really know how to act or what to do, but I just did my own thing and, and continued to be the Kurt angle that I was the same character. There was no other choice for me. I mean, uh, you know, I, I knew that, um, I would have an opportunity to 
have a good run as a baby face in the future. I just didn't know it was starting now. I'm excited to talk about how this thing got started. Let's start from the very beginning. It's July 2nd, which is just right around the corner here. Uh, Buff Bagwell and Booker T wrestle in the main event on Monday night raw for the WCW title. And the crowd completely turns on it, changing everything. Did you have any sort of inclination as to what the plans were going to be before Vince scrapped it here after this match? I had no idea. You know, they had so many things going on at the time, you know, WCW, ECW eventually came in, um, you know, WWE Vince had his hands in everything. And I think that he was holding off on telling the wrestlers what they were going to do week by week because he didn't know what we were going to do. <laughs> you know, things were changing so much and adapting. You just, you just had to wait and see what was going to happen that week. It's so fascinating to go back and look at this stuff at the time, because you're exactly right. ECW's going down. WCW's going down. Vince had not too long ago gone public. He's also as crazy as this sounds dabbling in professional football with the whole XFL thing. And he's losing his ass there. He's on the heels of the biggest WrestleMania ever WrestleMania 17, but now the rocks off to make a movie, his bankable baby face, the biggest revenue generator in the history of professional wrestling, Steve Austin has now cooled off because he's a bad guy. There's a, an incredible amount of stress and pressure on Vince McMahon in this era. And I think he went to, well, what do we know? will definitely give us a shot in the arm. Hey, this fantasy thing that the magazines have been booking for 30 years, right? Well, you know, I, I didn't know what I, who was going to face, uh, when WCW came in, Sure, I, I, it was really difficult to know. Uh, what was going to happen next? I, I just didn't know I was going to turn babyface and uh, carry the company on my shoulders for one of the biggest programs in the history of pro wrestling. We're all getting older, and part of that means things start to hurt more. Whether you're an athlete or not, aches and pains can make life miserable. You all want to be invincible. You're all just human. Don't go through life trying to tough it out alone. There's a better way. I'm talking about Fields Premium CBD. Feels is a better way to feel better. It's a premium CBD that will keep your head clear and help you feel your best. You've heard about it for years. CBD has been proven to greatly reduce anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. But maybe you're new to the CBD world and need some help. That's what's great about this company because Fields has set up a free CBD hotline to guide you through the process of learning how much is right for you to find relief. It's different for everyone. You've heard me talk about my broken freaking neck. Well, that's one of many injuries I've had over my career. The thing about injuries is you can still feel them for years. I just placed a few drops of feels under my tongue. And within minutes, I can feel the relief. Start feeling better with feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash angle. You'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Feels is shipped direct to your doorstep in only a few days. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash angle to become a member and get 50% off. Automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash angle. It's so unbelievable when you think about that. I mean, you're you're really, you know, you're not green, but you're not exactly an old, you know, grizzled veteran yet. Uh, and, and he's looking for, Hey, I got to hit the panic button. 
and, and he hits the Kurt angle button. The two designated leaders of the WWF side here are stone cold, Steve Austin and Kurt angle. And well, buff Bagwell's completely out of the company after his match by, uh, against Booker T and he's fired not long after this television. Uh, let's start with that. Do you remember ever having any interaction with buff? I know that those who know him absolutely love him and think the world of him. Uh, but for whatever reason, his time here in the company was not for long. Did you have any interaction with buff that you recall? I met with him. You know, I spoke with him briefly. He was a real nice guy. He seemed really cool. Uh, unfortunately his performance against Booker T that night when they started up the WCW and had that, that big match at the end of the night, uh, he didn't perform very well. And, uh, he, he wasn't in good shape, not in good ring shape. He blew up early and, uh, just, uh, the match wasn't really good. It was actually pretty bad. And, uh, I know he got fired soon after that, but I was told the reason he got fired was because his mother called in sick to the company because mm. he couldn't go to a house show because he felt sick and he had his mother call the company. I think that was the last straw that drew, uh, that broke the camel's back. And, uh, you know, that's when buff was let go. So I'm not sure how true that was, but that's what I was told. I think there's another story out there. And again, I don't know what's real and what's not, but I think there's another story out there about hurricane Helms and a water bottle. There's so much about the buff Bagwell story that doesn't really add up. I think you could make an argument. And again, this isn't a popular one, but I think you could make an argument that buff maybe got a raw deal. It feels like a lot of guys over the years have been given a lot of second chances and third chances and fourth chances, and they've screwed up and they've had an opportunity to come back, but it feels like Bagwell here, man, that's it. And considering how quote unquote over he was with WCW, it feels like he was worth another look. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah. I thought he was very talented and talented in WCW. I thought he did a tremendous job with his character, his wrestling, his look. Um, you know, he was a big star and I think the company could have benefited greatly. The WWE could have benefited greatly from Buff Bagwell. He was an incredible talent and I think, and I have a lot of respect for him. Let's, uh, let's keep it going here and let's talk about the other pieces of this crazy chessboard that we're about to venture upon. You know, we talked about how Steve Austin's hurt and he's the big bankable baby face. We talked about how. Uh, the rock is now gone off to make a movie. You're the other leader here, but you're sort of banged up too. Don't you have a meniscus and a tailbone thing going on? Yes. I had a meniscus tear, tear in my knee, uh, cartilage problem. And it, I just had to have surgery. I would have been out a week. That's about it. But I was nursing on uh, my back injury. That was a cracked tailbone with my match against Shane McMahon and King of the ring, uh, street fight. And, uh, th that was the, the hard one. That's the one that I was nursing at the time. And, uh, I was trying to be careful not to re-injure it. So very quickly, we start to come up with these out of the ring ideas. How quickly do you, Steve and Vince find instant chemistry on TV? Did you know, just in like pre-tapes and walking through it, or does it actually have to happen before you realize, oh shit, we're onto something. It just happened. I mean, you know, Vince decided to put us together because we were injured and we were no good to the company for performance wise. And uh, Vince didn't want us sitting at home. We were his two biggest stars and he wanted to utilize us uh, in a positive matter. 
So Vince decided to have pre-tapes of Austin, me and Vince, uh, where we would be doing some funny entertaining stuff. And I thought it was a great call on Vince's part. Um, you know, the, the chemistry was unbelievable. We didn't even know we had chemistry until we did it. We didn't practice or anything. It was just Vince would bring up an idea that day and say, Hey, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to get done. This is the topic. Kurt, you start, I'll chime in Austin. You just, you chime in and say your thing. So it was mainly ad lib. It wasn't scripted much. It was just talked about and we would do it. And the thing is at the beginning, we were laughing so hard halfway through the pre-tape that the pre-tape would get ruined. And Vince yeah. was pissed. He's like, listen, you son of a bitch is laugh anymore. I'm finding you $2,000 for every time you laugh. And it was like, okay, we'll get serious about this Vince. But the, you know, it was, it was just so damn funny, you know, here in Austin, the, his, his personality is so incredible and he has so, so much talent ad living and, and he's one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Austin was so entertaining doing those pre-tapes. So is Vince. I had so much fun doing it. It was the funnest time in my career. I, I got to ask when you're doing these, how much of these segments is totally scripted and how much is just ad-libbed? It's 10% scripted, 90% ad-lib. My it, gosh. It, it wasn't. And I was scared to death because I didn't have a lot of experience. And I was like, you know, I, when I started, I got all scripts, you know, I, I studied them and I have a photographic mind so I could read word for word and study the scripts and say exactly what it said on paper. And here he's telling me, this is an idea. Just go do it. And I was like, holy shit. I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to ad lib, but I picked up on it pretty quickly. And, uh, uh I didn't realize I could ad lib and, you know, Austin and Vince helped me a lot, a lot though. They helped me out quite a bit. The best gift you can give someone is a memorable experience, something they'll talk about forever. That's why we're talking about cameo. What could be more memorable than having your favorite celebrity record a personalized video for you? Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees, Albert Pujols, or me, Kurt Angle. Cameo is a new sponsor of the Kurt Angle Show, which we're super happy about. But it's also a great way to surprise your friends and family and put a smile on their face. All your favorite celebrities, sports stars, and athletes are on Cameo. Snoop Dogg, Floyd Mayweather, Chris Tucker, Caitlyn Jenner, David Hasselhoff, Tony Hawk, Ice Cube, and the list goes on. There's tens of thousands of stars on Cameo. That includes many of your favorite wrestling names. I love doing Cameo videos for my fans. People use Cameo for shoutouts, roasts, congratulations videos, or anything. It's the perfect gift for a birthday, graduation, wedding, Father's Day, and maybe some encouragement for those students going back to school. They're fun videos, they last forever thanks to social media. Go to cameo.com, request a personalized video. Whichever star you choose, send you back a personalized video so you can wow the ones you love. So don't just buy a gift, make it a cameo. Go to cameo.com. Were there any other producers involved in those skits or segments, or was it just the three of you? Uh, Brian Gewertz was there, the writer, uh, but Vince was mainly running it. He, he was, he's always been in charge of our pre-tapes, especially with Austin, Vince and myself and Deborah. Uh, so, you know, Vince always took control of those. He always wanted to, uh, uh, be the director of them and, and, and rightfully so Vince has a great eye for this stuff and 
he knows what he wants to accomplish in every pre-tape. ECW is going to join the invasion and, uh, it's going to be booked the invasion show itself. The main event is scheduled to be yourself, Kane, the undertaker, Steve Austin, and Chris Jericho. What'd you think of that team? Oh, that's a, that's an all-star team. Uh, that's one of the best teams you could combine together. It was, uh, you know, it was a dream team and, uh, you know, we were going to pair up against the WCW ECW guys, and it was going to be a big show, a big match, 10 man tag. Let's run through that. It's DDP Booker T the Dudleys and Rhino. Uh, obviously Booker T and DDP, former WCW world champions, Rhino, former ECW world champion. The Dudleys, one of the most decorated tag teams of all time. But I think when fans drew up this sort of fantasy invasion angle, there's guys like Goldberg and Ric Flair and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. We don't really, yeah. Scott Steiner. We don't really get that. Uh, there's no sting here. Um, so it does feel a little bit like we're carting out the WWF best and some really good WCW and ECW guys, not to disparage those guys. I'm just saying they're not the, uh, the long-term headliner that a guy like sting was or, or flair or Hogan to your point, were you disappointed or did you know, cause we look at things from a fan perspective and we look at, oh man, I have so many great memories with that guy. You look at things from a wrestling perspective and you're thinking, Oh, I can have a really good match with this guy and that guy. We don't as fans automatically think, oh, that's going to make a great match. We sometimes get excited about, oh, it's this name versus that name. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, I understand that. But, you know, at the time we didn't have the, you know, the big time superstars from WCW. We had a few of them, you know, DDP and Booker T were, you know, pretty damn big stars. But I understand what you're saying. We, we didn't have the Goldbergs and the Rick yeah. Flairs and Hulk Hogan's. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we took what we had and we made the best of it. That's all we could do. And uh, those were the top stars in the company at that particular time that we had signed. So we made the best of the situation. Let's talk about, um, you know, when you see that cast of characters, you've mentioned Booker T. Who out of the rest of the guys excited you as far as an in-ring opponent? DDP, Bubba Ray, Devon, Rhino? Uh, Rhino did. I, I enjoyed Rhino's work. He was always very intense. He great technician. Um, I, I really liked his performance. He he remind, reminded me a lot of a of a of a Goldberg, you know, to a certain extent. And uh his wrestling was quite the same. And uh, you know, he was a very dominating wrestler in ECW and uh, I thought that I had a lot of respect for Rhino. I thought he was a great talent. So let's talk about just where you are overall on the programming at the time on our, on our build here again, even though it is a hot angle, we don't really have the physicality that we might normally because you and Austin are bumped up. So we're doing a lot of comedy as we've touched on with Steve, yourself, Vince, and Deborah. in hindsight. Do you think that this. And Lord, I enjoyed both versions, but we've seen two versions of Kurt angle. Really? Right. We've seen the wrestling machine, the badass killer. I'm going to fucking do what I want. I'm going to impose my will on you and you can't stop it. And then we've also seen for lack of a better word, the geeky corny Kurt angle. Uh, and I realized that that's you playing a character. Both are you playing a character, very humble, nice man in real life. Da da da. But did you think that was going to hurt your quote unquote drawing ability or do some of the old timers, some of the veterans in the locker room come over and say, Hey, 
I know you hadn't been here for very long, but maybe that's not a good idea. Does somebody put a bug in your ear or make you second guess being silly and cheesy? Well, you know, at the time that that's what Vince wanted me to do. He wanted me to be funny and goofy and, and nerdy. Um, and, and his explanation was, listen, you know, he even did a pre-tape with Austin where Austin came in and said, Vince, listen, we need to get rid of angle. He's a dork. Vince said, yes, but he's a dangerous dork. So that's what Vince was trying to build was this dangerous dork that fans took seriously in the ring, but didn't take quite seriously outside the ring. And that's the character that Vince wanted to produce for me. Obviously in the future, a couple of years later, Vince decided he didn't want that anymore. He wanted the wrestling machine, Kurt Angle. So I was just doing what Vince McMahon wanted me to do. And I enjoy playing both characters. Right. Let's keep it going here. And let's talk a little bit about, uh, Booker and yourself, you're doing the main event on raw on July 9th. It's for the WCW title. Booker's going to retain. And I guess it makes sense. It's Atlanta, which is the home of WCW, but it's also the city where you won the Olympic gold medal and you come up short here. Um, there's some rumor. That's a it- first first in Atlanta. <laughs> I won, I, listen, I won the 1995 world championships there. Oh, I didn't know that I won the 1996 gold medal there in the Olympics. And now I'm going for the WCW championship. It's the only time I got beat in Atlanta for a, a world title. And unfortunately, uh, I lost the Booker T. It's summertime. Folks are getting together again. Life is getting back to normal. And that means you're meeting lots of people, right? Or maybe you're just spending some time with that special summer. Bottom line is you need to perform like a gold medalist. And you want to know that you can perform beforehand too. Confidence goes a long way. That's why we're talking about Blue Chew. Women say there's nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So if you can benefit from extra confidence, when it's time to perform, BlueChew can help. And we got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ANGLE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code ANGLE to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. It's unbelievable that, you know, you could beat every wrestler in the world in 95 and 96, but... That damn Booker T, he eluded you. Damn it. That son of a bitch. <laughs> so chat me up. Did you hear anybody in the back? I mean, there's been lots of rumor and innuendo that some of the, the top guys in the, in the WWF didn't feel like they should be putting over WCW guys. Did anybody sort of complain or gripe and say, oh, I can't believe they're doing that to you. If that was true, that's rubbish because if that's what they thought, I didn't hear it, but if that's what they thought. They're not thinking the right thing for pro wrestling. That's right. Wrestling 101 is about making each other. 
So for, I'll give you an example. If I wrestle a guy 10 times and I beat him 10 times, I beat a nobody. Yep. If he beats me five times and I beat him five times, I beat a somebody. We need to make each other. We need to elevate each other. It's the only way it works. That's how you, that's how you benefit in pro wrestling. That's how every wrestler gets over. And, and that's what you need to do. And I didn't have a problem putting Booker T over. I didn't care. He came from WCW. The WCW guys need to get over They're They're in the company now. So they, everybody has to work together and get each other over. One of the original ideas for this invasion was we're going to create our own WCW company, a spinoff. This is before the ECW spinoff and Jim Ross even holds a bunch of meetings at, uh, a hotel there in Atlanta, one talent after another, he's making calls to some of the other talent. There's even some loose advertising out there that didn't get pulled in time where they were teasing a new WCW show and they were really gung ho on. We're going to create our own second company. Now, of course they got cold feet after everything that happened with the invasion happened the way it did. And instead they tried it a few years later with ECW. And I guess you could say it worked for a little while, but ultimately it was a failed experiment. Do you think in hindsight as a wrestling fan, someone who was watching both products in 98, that a WCW freestanding company owned and operated and managed by Vince McMahon, just like he tried with ECW, could the WCW version have worked here in 2001? I don't know. I, you know, the, the fans are so smart. They know the WWE purchased the WCW. Yes. You know, when there's a ratings war and there are two companies with two different owners, the fans get excited. They, they want to see that. They want to see and compare the companies. But when one company buys up every other company, the excitement is gone. Uh, it's no longer the real WCW or the real ECW. It's the WWE's version of WCW or the WWE's version of ECW. And uh, I think that's the reason why it didn't work either time. Let's, uh, let's talk about the now famous promo that, uh, Steve Austin cut in the locker room. He's got Vince Jericho, Kane undertaker and yourself. Oh, yeah. And Vince is giving a pep talk and Austin agrees with it the whole time. Just repeating the words that he's saying, how hard is it to keep a straight face during all this? <laughs> it was so hard. I think that pre-tape we actually did three or four times because <laughs> people were laughing. So, you know, Austin was just, uh, on fire. Uh, you know, Vince, Vince didn't have anything scripted. He was coming up with this ad lib stuff and Austin was just repeating him. And, uh, he, Austin was in incredible stone cold fashion. He, he is one of the funniest guys I've ever met. And, uh, he is one of the most entertaining individuals. He can do everything. You know, he's an ass kicker. Uh, he, you know, he's a beer drinker, a redneck, uh, you know, he's, he's stone cold, Steve Austin, but he can be a funny son of a bitch too. In hindsight, do you think the, the comedy hurt the quote unquote heat on this angle? You know, I, and I know that me and you have discussed this a little bit, but I want to double down for just a minute. There's a saying in wrestling and I can't wait to get your two cents. Funny doesn't draw money. And I know some guys would disagree with that. And they argue that, well, that's not the case. And you are one of the comedic geniuses of wrestling. You and, and the, your execution on some of Brian's words and ideas and concepts are still being talked about to this day. Where do you stand on the whole funny doesn't draw money? 
I think that funny does draw money to an extent. I don't think that it's going to draw the big time money. It's not main uh, event worthy. No, it's not main event worthy. Uh, you, you need to be taken seriously. Uh, the reason I think I was able to do it is because I was a real badass in real life and the fans knew I was. So, you know, I could still draw big time money because the fans took me seriously in the ring, even though I was being goofy and funny outside the ring. And I, I can't think of any other reason than that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, how I was able to get away with it for so long. I'm curious when you said I sort of freestyled, it's not main event. And then you agreed and Austin's here doing comedy, trying to sell the main event of the biggest, most bankable idea that wrestling fans have clamored to for decades. And they're doing comedy in hindsight. It had to hurt the drawing ability of this match. Didn't it? I think a little bit, I, you know, uh, back then I wasn't educated on what drew money and what didn't draw money. Yeah. So I was just doing what I was told, but I think that Austin, I think he wanted to take a break for being the top baby face. I think he wanted to, uh, show a different side of himself. And I think that he was every bit as vocal uh, about doing these pre-tapes as Vince was. I think, I think Austin wanted to take a break from stone cold, Steve Austin. And wanted to show a different side of himself. All right. I need to take a timeout right now. And I guess I'm going to give you a peek behind the curtain and share something I haven't been talking about, but I bought another house. And when I bought this house, I inherited a, um, well, less than awesome lawn. There's lots of brown spots. There's a few bare patches. There's uh, well, a lot of pesky weeds. It's not awesome, but I have a solution Sunday to the rescue, baby. Now hear me out. Sunday is more than just a lawn care product. It's a custom lawn care plan with a variety of ways to help you grow a beautiful lawn, control weeds, and remove pests. They take out all of the guesswork and unwanted chemicals so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, it's better for pets, and hey man, it's better for the planet. But my favorite part of this whole thing, it truly is custom. I just went to sunday.com put in my home address and their free lawn analysis took control and took care of the rest all in seconds. Sunday makes taking care of your lawn easier than ever. Sunday uses soil and climate data and they create a tailored nutrient plan. So you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing. It doesn't Sunday is made with ingredients that you can actually pronounce like seaweed, iron and molasses. So you can grow better and even feel better about it. Sunday explains exactly what you get and why, and everything is waiting at your door when you need it. All I had to do is attach the ready to use pouch to a garden hose and spray lawn care used to take up our entire day on the weekend. And if you're like me growing up in the South, you take a little pride in the way your lawn looks, but that meant you forfeit an entire Saturday or Sunday, every single weekend, no more. Now it takes less than 15 minutes, but best of all, this stuff really works. And I'm proud to say my lawn is looking better than ever. And the new neighbors are taking note. You got to try this. I'm telling you, if you haven't already, you need to hurry to sunday.com. That's my advice to you. Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring and make it look awesome for summer. Pull your web browser up right now. Visit getsundaycom slash angle to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan 
at getsunday.com slash angle. That's getsunday.com slash angle. It doesn't get any better than this. It doesn't get any easier than this, but it starts at getsunday.com slash angle. Let's mention too, I just want to briefly run through what the buys were and what the business is looking like here in 2001. We've talked about this a lot this year, but I just want to add context. The Royal rumble in new Orleans in January had 16,000 fans. It was a sellout and it sold 625,000 pay-per-views the next month in February. They're in Las Vegas for no way out. It's another sellout 15,000 plus on hand 590,000 buys. So down a little bit, but that's expected. Royal rumble is always the big one. And April 1st, it is the Mac daddy 67,925 fans sell out WrestleMania 17 over a million buys. A million 40,000 is the number of pay-per-view buys backlash in Chicago is not a sellout, but near 15,592, but the buys go all the way down to 375,000 and that trend would continue in Sacramento for judgment day. 13,363 fans, but only 400 405,000 fans buy the show. Uh, King of the ring in one it's East Rutherford, New Jersey. We've recently talked about another sellout, 17,000 fans, but 445,000 people buy it. Now I'm, I'm selling the stage here just so we can sort of go through the arc. 620, 590, 445. And even with this poor execution, and even with a depleted roster, and even though we don't have the quote unquote tippy top talent invasion in Cleveland, Ohio does 17,000 fans and it sells 775,000 pay-per-views. Even when we all agree, boy, this was not very good. People were curious, Kurt. They wanted to see what would happen when the WWF fought WCW. SummerSlam the next month is going to keep the trend going 565,000 while it's still down. It's up. It's almost back to the Royal rumble level, but it's even down from no way out, but it's a sellout. But then man, it falls off a cliff, 350, 325, 450, 315. And I mean, one of these pay-per-views, the one in Greensboro, North Carolina, the home of Starcade only has 9,000 fans. When they go back to California for a pay-per-view after they were just in Sacramento and San Jose with sellouts. San Diego only draws 11,000 fans. So we're way, way, way down on the heels of invasion. So it feels like even if we didn't have the right build, you had the audience because the premise was strong. Fair to say. Yeah. I think that we, you know, the, I think that WWE could have, uh, went a little further with invasion. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think if they would have continued on, they would have made a lot more money because it was very intriguing to the fans. There's no doubt about that. For some reason, they wanted to see uh, WCW versus the WWE, and um, I, you know, I, I'm I'm not surprised. Um, I'm, I'm not, I am surprised that Vince ended it uh, abruptly, uh, that he didn't continue on with it. But I know that we have pay per views, you know, like SummerSlam, that's uh, more of its own theme than it would be, you know, what we called it, SummerSlam Invasion. Uh, so yeah. There are certain things that, you know, we, we don't change or we don't adapt to it because we have these prestigious, uh, pay-per-views at least the four top pay-per-views a year, you know, that's Royal rumble, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, 
and Survivor Series. And uh, I don't think that Vince wanted to tap into those with the invasion angle. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance. Or finally, understanding all of those terms your friends keep throwing around, like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Learn about these investment products and more at Investor.gov, your unbiased resource for your valuable investment information, tools, and tips before you invest, Investor.gov. Let's keep it going here and talk about the match itself. Well, wait, before we do, I want to mention the go home edition of raw. As we head into this invasion pay-per-view, you're in the ring. Steve Austin is going to be the last guy out for a big brawl. And when his music hits, it's one of the biggest pops anybody's ever heard. Do you remember that day? I mean, are there, are there big pops that really resonate with you all these years later? When you think about the big reactions and the adrenaline and the rush that must be for you, is that on the list? Oh yeah. I, that Austin, that night, that was the loudest pop I've ever heard. And, and rightfully so. I mean, Austin's the biggest baby face in the history of the company. I mean, he he's, he's drawn more money than any other wrestler in history. Uh, he is the man. And that night he proved it. That was the loudest pop. It was so obnoxious. It was the, it was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's uh, it's something to go out of your way to see if you want to see a monster pop. And now let's talk about the match itself. It's team ECW slash WCW. Of course, they're the Alliance versus team WWF and Kurt, the pop you get for your entrance here on the invasion show has to be one of the biggest of your career at this point, right? It's your first big baby face pop. Definitely. Without a doubt. Um, I was pleasantly surprised about it. Yeah. I mean, at this point, fans really had lived to boo you and now man, they're on their feet in a big way, but I got, I'm curious about how a match like this is put together. So let's remind everybody we get 29 minutes and three seconds. It's the Dudleys Rhino and DDP teaming with Booker T to take on Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, the undertaker and Kane. It's a 10 man tag. And I don't know shit about wrestling. But what I've heard a lot of is, boy, if it's an eight man tag or a 10 man tag, it's going to be a clusterfuck. How difficult is it? <laughs> and to it put most to- likely will. Be. <laughs> How tough is it to put together a 10 man tag? It's the toughest thing to do, especially 10 man, uh, you know, eight man, six man, uh, those are tough enough, but 10 man is even tougher. Um, you know, the, the thing is, you know, you hear, you hear that saying, make sure you get your shit in. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, that, that didn't happen here that night. Uh, the guys were playing toward the match. What was best for the match. And, uh, these guys didn't want to get their shit in. And, and, and most of these guys understood, you know, when you get your shit in and you lose, it makes you look that much weaker because your shit is your trademark moves, your finish, your false finishes. You get that stuff in and you lose. Uh, it's, it makes you look like even a bigger loser. Right. And uh, these guys were working toward the match. They wanted to make the match the best match possible. So we layered the match and uh, everybody was on cue with each other. We all agreed with everything. Uh, Nobody was, had an attitude. Nobody tried to get their shit in quote unquote. Uh, It was, it was all about building this match to the best match it could be. 
And it was an awesome match for a 10 man tag. This was about as good as you can get. You hadn't worked, uh, diamond Dallas page at all at this point. Right. I mean, you had had the singles match with Booker T. I think you had done some stuff with Rhino by this point. Um, but I'm curious, you know, for whatever reason, DDP had earned a reputation amongst a lot of other talent that he wanted to script everything out. And I think he used to write it in a Blackberry. And I think, uh, undertaker maybe ribbed him about it one time and it became in fashion to rib him about this. These days, everybody scripts, everything. Uh, he was ahead of the time, ahead of his time. Did he have that kind of, uh, heat with, with the rest of the guys at that point? Did you see a problem with him wanting to lay everything out or did you just find that not to be true that that wasn't actual, actually the case? Well, I didn't work directly with him, so I didn't know. I heard about it. You know, uh, actually Chris Benoit told me a story, uh, where DDP, uh, scripted a match where it was 12 pages long type. Um, and Chris was like, you know what? Screw this. He tore it up and he left the arena and DDP was looking for him to go over the match and he couldn't find Chris anywhere. And Chris didn't show up till five minutes before the match started so that DDP couldn't have his scripted match. Uh, Chris, Chris basically, uh, carried him through a match, I guess is what happened. So, uh, Chris was trying to rib him back by, uh, not, not allowing the match to be scripted. And that, that's what I was told by Chris. I don't know how true it is, but I, I actually believe Chris because he's been honest with everything he's ever said to me before that. Yeah, of course. All right, y'all listen up. I got to tell you, I learned something this last year. I couldn't believe, uh, I feel like I've been sort of misled my whole life, but here's a pro tip I want to share with you. If you're like me and occasionally you had to go to one of those, like big box stores for something for your car. I find myself going at least once a year, I'll get some sort of warning on my car that says, Hey, you're a quart low and I got to go pick up some oil. Well, here's the deal, man. I didn't realize that those stores, they're ripoff joints, dude. They've got two different price tiers. If you stretch your ass in there and you've got on a mechanic shirt, you get a better deal than me or you do. That ain't fair. That ain't cool. I ain't with it. You know what I like? I like rockauto.com. Their prices are reliably low, and it's the same price for everybody. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or you're a full-time mechanic, there's not priced here as like you're a freaking airline where they're gouging you based on what the market can bear. I shouldn't have to pay more for my stuff. Come on, man. I'm trying to do it myself. What's the difference? RockAuto.com doesn't handle me that way. RockAuto.com wants more money in my pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business. And oh yeah, this is not a startup. They've been serving auto parts customers online for like 20 years. So why don't you go to rockauto.com right now and just type in your make and model. What you're going to see is everything they have for your car. They'll do it very quickly. You'll be able to choose all the brands, all the specs and all the prices. But did I mention the prices are always reliably low and the same across the board? Why would you spend twice as much for the same stuff? It ain't fair. Rockauto.com is on our side. And they have everything we need, man, from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps and motor oil, hell, even new carpet. And by the way, this isn't just for your daily driver. They got your classic as well. My dad is obsessed with the website. He got an old school classic Corvette a few years ago, and now he can find everything he needs just like that. And a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Now I want to mention their catalog online is so easy. Even my dad can do it. I think dad's going to be 64. Yeah. Dad's 64. And he is not, uh, 
Well, he might be what we call technology challenged or technologically challenged. Easy for me to say. I'm English challenged. The idea is though, dad can do this. Recommend rock auto to everyone. You know, this is the new life hat, but do me a favor. When you do this, when you go to rockauto.com and you see all the parts that are available for your car or truck, they're going to ask you, Hey, how'd you hear about us? Please just write in angle that lets them know that we sent you and it's the best way to help and support our show. And oh, by the way, it doesn't cost anything. So go find what you're looking for. And when you see the whole, how did you hear about us box angle one more time, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Yeah. Well, talking about your teammates, um, you know, Steve Austin, obviously biggest draw in the business. The undertaker is like the godfather of wrestling. Uh, and then there's Kane, who we know is the mayor. One of the nicest guys ever. He'd been on top since he debuted with this character in, in late 97. And then there's yourself and Chris Jericho. And it feels like both of you guys are trying to really, for lack of a better word, make a name for yourself. You know, you feel like the next big thing, like maybe Steve Austin and the rock that was, you know, the page before, but now it's our time. Now it's Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho. We're going to make Chris Jericho a made man here in a few months at vengeance. I don't think anybody necessarily would have predicted that at this point, but still we recognize, Hey, there's something about these boys. This is going to be something. Uh, and he just had that phenomenal tag team match with Chris Benoit against Austin and, and triple H. So Jericho has big things planned and you're sort of the guy who's been there very quickly. The world champion in your first year, best rookie year ever. Uh, and it feels like maybe, and I don't know, I'm asking, was there any professional, I don't know, weirdness between you and Jericho because Jericho had been around and you're just as soon as you debut, boom, they put the rocket ship on you. And Jericho's experience in the company at this point had not been that it felt lo- a little start and stop. Do you think there was a little bit of, and I'm not trying to be ugly professional jealousy on Jericho's side. Like, wait a minute, how the fuck does this guy keep getting these opportunities? Could you feel any of that? Or did I just make all that up? No, no, I felt it. And, and, uh, it was, you know, it rung true. I, I, Chris never talked about it, but I'm sure he thought about that because there's no doubt, you know, we both started around the same time and, you know, he came in from WCW and I started in WWE. Uh, some of my first programs were with Chris Jericho and, uh, it seemed like I elevated a lot quicker and I was very, 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 very new to the business. <laughs> yeah. Chris has been wrestling for, you know, at least Years. a decade. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was just surprised that they didn't elevate Chris as quickly as they elevated me. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason it was, maybe it's because he came in from WCW. I don't know. But um, I felt the same way about Chris Benoit, too. I thought that they held off on Chris for a little bit. I thought they forgot about him for a little bit. I even talked to Chris about that. And uh, those two guys, they have all the talent in the world. Mm -hmm. I always thought that they would make it to the very top, and they did. Yep. It took them a little bit longer, and I'm not sure why. Hey, here's a spoiler for you. Kurt Angle and I don't exactly have the same diet and exercise routine, but something we can agree on is Magic Spoon. Now, I love Magic Spoon because it tastes great. And Kurt loves magic spoon because it's good for you. Check this out. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. 
By the way, it's only 140 calories a serving. And we should mention, check this list out. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Checks all of Kurt's boxes. It checks my boxes on taste. Check this out. You can even create a custom box with all your own favorite flavors, like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. And with a custom bundle, man, you can get creative. What if you mixed cocoa with the peanut butter? Now it's going to taste like a peanut butter cup. This is a no brainer. If you're looking for something that tastes great and reminds you of being a kid, and it tastes just like that old sugary stuff we grew up on, but it's not bad for you. Zero grams of sugar. How is it even possible? It's magic spoon. Kurt loves it. I love it. And you will too. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash angle and grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code angle at checkout. We're going to save you $5 on your order. And magic spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. How do you beat that? Remember, you can get your next bowl of delicious guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com forward slash angle and use the code angle to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode and a delicious breakfast. It's magicspoon.com forward slash angle. Meltzer would say of this match, everyone worked hard and this was good, but not the caliber of most WWF main events. Austin and angle in particular got huge reactions when they came out. By the way, let's appreciate what we're talking about. There, a relative new guy to the company is in the same sentence as Steve Austin with crazy reactions. That's where you were at this point. Uh, match would have been better served being a little shorter as it dragged in the middle. DDP did a diamond cutter to angle, but undertaker saved Rhino accidentally gored Booker undertaker gave page a choke slam, but page got away from the last ride. So undertaker gave referee Charles Robinson, the last ride. Austin is on the floor, selling his knee big time with a fake EMT guy, helping him out. For some reason, this was never acknowledged. I can't believe something so important was missed. So it appeared they now have the mindset that if they ignore important parts of the match, the fans will think, aha, the announcers aren't even talking about it, even though we are seeing it. So it must be real. They need to be thinking about the other 95% of the audience. Jericho came off the apron and knocked Rhino through the table. Jericho ended up getting hurt while undertaker and page brawled to the back. Guess undertaker isn't willing to lay down and they didn't want him around for the finish. I guess because it wouldn't look good for him to not go after Austin and he wasn't going to be laid out angle slam on Bubba and ankle lock on Booker, but Booker kicked ankle off into referee Mike Kyoto. So he was down Vince grabs the WWF title belt to throw to Austin, but Shane gets the belt and hits Vince with it. Remember Shane is representing the Alliance. Angle knocked Shane out of the ring and gave Booker the angle slam and had him in the ankle lock. Booker was tapping, but there's no referee. So Austin made his miraculous comeback, throwing Kyoto in the ring, but then he kicked angle and gave him a stunner and put Booker on top and ordered the ref to count. The show ended with Austin in the ring, drinking beer with Shane, Stephanie and Heyman three and a half stars. A lot to unpack. What do you remember about this match? I remember it was, it was just crazy. I, you know, I didn't even think about all the stuff that you were talking about, uh, you know, Austin being injured and, and them not mentioning it on TV, trying to get undertaker out of the arena to protect them. Uh, there were just so many bells and whistles in this match. It, you know, it could get quite confusing. 
but uh, I thought the match was put together very well. And I thought it was, um, you know, um, I thought that everybody performed at their very best and it, it was as good as it could have been. I know that Meltzer felt that it wasn't that good, but I thought it was, I thought it was a four-star match. I thought it was pretty, pretty damn good, especially with all the bells and whistles that we were going through. It's, um, it's an interesting creative decision and it feels like the finish is what's going to, in my opinion, is going to turn off a lot of fans who felt like, Hey man, I just bought the second biggest pay-per-view behind WrestleMania and it's not SummerSlam and it's not Royal Rumble, but finally I'm getting this dream scenario, even though all my stars aren't there and the build has been sort of silly and funny and ha ha. They kind of fucked them with this finish. Did they not? Without a doubt. Yes. That's one thing I did want to say that I didn't say before, but the finish did suck. I mean, you know, uh, not having the proper finish and, you know, having Austin turn heel and again, he turned again, heel again. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know, it, it was, it was a little scary. Um, you know, I think Vince took a chance and, uh, I'm not sure he, he hit a grand slam on this one. I think that, uh, he whiffed pretty hard. Uh, this was a, this was an opportunity to have a great finish, a very structured finish and something that would be memorable forever. And, uh, it wasn't, it was, it the finish was, was crappy. It really was. Do you remember anything in particular about the match? Like, uh, who's calling the match, any miscommunications, anything you wished could have happened, but didn't anything like that. No, I, I don't remember anything like that. I, I know that Undertaker was pretty much the one that was in control of the match. And, uh, you know, if anybody needed any assistance, Undertaker was there. So he, he, when he was in the ring, he called most of that match. Talk to me a little bit about the way this thing's winding down. You guys come through the back, you're, you're, you're in gorilla again, or you're in the locker room, you're in the backstage area. It's common for guys to get together and all right. What'd you think? Hey man, good match. All that type stuff. There is a, the come down after the match. We've seen it on TV at least, but in this instance, did Vince and everybody, Austin undertaker was everybody like, Hey man, we did it. Or people started looking around like, is that really what we should have did? <laughs> that was more of the, that, that was the more of the environment. Yeah. Uh, did, did we really do the right thing? <laughs> yeah. Because the, the, it just came off as, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't exciting finish and, uh, there, you know, turning Austin heel again was just ridiculous. And, um, I just felt like that, you know, there was an opportunity to have a great finish and a very memorable one. And it just didn't happen that night. And I, th I think a lot of talent was a little confused about it. We've often heard people say, of Vince McMahon. Well, Vince doesn't sell shit. The idea being if Vince has a bad day, if it's a bad business day, if the company's losing money, if someone's quitting, if there's chaos, whatever Vince will not sell it. Uh, you know, if bad news comes his way, you'll never know it in a moment like this, where maybe the, um, the trust of the talent and their confidence, maybe that's a better word. Their confidence in the creative is questionable. Does Vince keep that iron chin? Like, nope, you just don't see what I see. We've just got to stick to it. Or can you almost see the wheel spinning in his mind? Like, fuck, that didn't go how I thought. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, you're never going to see Vince say, fuck, that didn't go off. Right. Yeah. 
he he's he's pretty stubborn and uh he sticks by his guns and when when he does something he follows through with it and he backs it up so vince has never been sorry about anything in his life <laughs> he's always sure about what he does there's no doubt about that credit karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions and now they want to help you even more you see with a credit karma money spend account you can be rewarded for good money habits and who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursement for your debit purchases. No, seriously, check this out. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements when you make purchases. Huh? You see, when you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added right back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has always given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com forward slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com forward slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com forward slash win money. That's C-R-E-D-I-T-K-A-R-M-A dot com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank, Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. But remember, go to creditkarma.com forward slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma that's creditkarma.com slash win money uh with rock gone it's obvious that you and steve are now positioned as the two top stars of the whole thing but i'm curious from your perspective on a night where you got a crazy reaction the biggest reaction you've ever had in hindsight you have to think some of that is probably because well i was teaming with austin the biggest guy in the business so he's so over that by de facto, if I'm rubbing up against him, I am too, but now he is clearly on the other side. So in a cool way, you're now the top guy representing the WWF. And I would think that a guy like yourself is like, oh, that's great. I'm the top dog. But on the other hand, it's like, well, shit, I just got my biggest reaction and now I'm against him. How can I recreate that? How can I still be the baby face? How can I make sure they want to cheer or they want to boo the most cheered and celebrated guy ever? Is that added pressure to you or a welcome challenge? It was a welcome challenge. There's no doubt about that. And, and, and added pressure as well, because, you know, Austin turning and um, me having to be the top baby face in the company. And I was in there less than two years in the company. I mean, they, you know, in the most important storyline in the company's history, and I'm the top baby face and facing Austin, I was scared to death, but you know, was I comfortable no, I wasn't by any means, but I had to be comfortable because it's an offered opportunity that only happens once in every two lifetimes. Right. 
you know, you're, you're, you're being handed the top baby face in the company role uh, against the, the, the most popular wrestler of all time. And uh, you're, you're being told that you're the man now and uh, you got to follow through with it. If, if, if you don't, if you're not comfortable and confident with it, you're, you're going to, you're going to end up losing and you're going to lose everything. So I had to be comfortable and I had to do what I had to do to make myself as successful as I could. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Steve Austin for a minute. He's often talked about how much he regrets turning heel. There's no doubt that he's a great worker both ways. Um, but without his heel turn, probably not the top baby face. Did you prefer working Steve when he was the top heel and you were the top baby face or when he was the top baby face and you were the top heel? I actually liked working Steve when he was the heel. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good at it. And, you know, he led me through the matches and, uh, just, uh, took control and, uh, you know, he was a great improviser. Uh, he knew how to kill time when we had to, he knew how to shorten time when we had to. Um, he, he was a very underrated worker. Uh, people don't know how good he was in the ring because his character was so strong. He was a beer drinking, ass kicking, you know, uh, redneck, but in the ring, he was every bit as good. And, uh, I enjoyed working him as a, when he was a heel, he was, he, he led me through the matches. It was, it was pretty incredible. Well, as a reminder, this invasion show we're talking about is one of the highest drawing pay-per-views in wrestling history. 770,000 buys makes it the most purchased WWF pay-per-view not named WrestleMania ever. That means it was bigger than all the Royal Rumbles and all the Summer Slams. And in hindsight, I think fans will continue to talk about this as a major what if. And I can't help but think what if the finish of the main event was different. In hindsight, Kurt, what would you have done? You could go back in time, rebook the finish of this 10 man tag. What does it look like? <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's, it's so hard because you don't know what the plans were from Vince. You don't know what he was trying to accomplish. Was he trying to make WCW a formidable company that would stand forever? Or was he trying to do it temporarily? That all depends on what I would do in that match. So in other words, I'm not sure what Vince's plans were for the company. Um, obviously he, he changed his mind several times and, uh, didn't follow up on what he said he was going to do. So I, the match all depends on, uh, the direction they wanted to go with WCW. And I, I don't know which direction it was to me. It feels like you could have had a little bit of a story on your hands. If you don't turn Austin right away. And I know they felt like they didn't have enough big names on the other side. But perhaps you turn on Austin and you go and join the Alliance. I know in theory, that doesn't make any sense. That would be, that would have been more predictable. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously I, I was a heel most of my career at that particular point. And, uh, you know, Austin was just, uh, you know, the biggest baby face of all time. So I think that Vince wanted to do something that would surprise the fans. To and me, I, I, I'm pretty sure that was the reason why. It just feels like you could have picked right back up where you left off and been like, well, you know, Stephanie wooed me back over here or whatever. And, right, and we're right. back to the races, but it didn't happen. Austin's a bad guy and it's not going to do big business. Uh, we're hoping to do big business next week, but before we talk about next week's topic, I want to do a couple of fan questions. 
Um, Christian says, were you ever concerned about your spot when Vince brought WCW and ECW back? Uh, that's interesting, I guess, but you know, whenever you hear there's going to be an influx of new talent, I'm sure some guys worry, Oh, what about my spot? But at this point, that's probably not even crossing your mind, right? It wasn't, but I will say this. The only time I get worried about my spot, I don't get worried while I'm wrestling, not while I'm performing. Uh, as long as I'm healthy, it's when you get injured and yeah. you're sitting at home and you're worried about what's going on during with the company and how they're progressing and, and you're not progressing at all because you're home with injury. That's when I worry about my spot. Never worried about it while I was performing. Uh, nobody was going to take my spot from WCW. Let's do another one here. This is from Richie. He says, was the plan always to feed with stone cold after the comedy vignettes, or is it something that just naturally happened? That's an interesting question. Did you already know as you're doing the funny, ha ha, we're going to wind up working together or do you not know until closer to this show? We didn't know. And, uh, Vince didn't let us know. Uh, I think that it just naturally happened. I think Vince said, Hey, these guys have great chemistry together, working together. If I pair them up against each other, they'll probably have even better chemistry. And Vince was absolutely right. So I don't think it was planned. I think it was brought up in the moment. And uh, Vince decided that he wanted to pit Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kurt Angle. Elite S. Chris says, uh, what was the vibe in the locker room at this point on the invasion angle? That's an interesting question. Were the were the guys afterwards, not the guys involved in the match, but the other guys thinking, oh, this thing's dead on arrival. Or were they excited to be involved themselves, do you think? I think everybody was excited, but they just didn't know what was going on. They were very confused. Uh, things were changing all the time. Uh, you know, WCW is supposed to be uh, aired on Raw every week, and that changed. And uh, just everything was changing all the time. And, you know, Vince was bringing in ECW, and uh, there were just so many facets going on at the same time that we, we, we were confused of uh, what they were trying to accomplish. And, uh, you know, obviously it was the invasion angle that they wanted to try to accomplish, but I don't know how long they wanted to do it for, or what would it, what it was for. I just know that Vince purchased the WCW and wanted to continue on with it. And, uh, it just didn't pan out. Well, what is going to pan out is some delicious snacks over at physicallyfit.com. Kurt, every time I log into my social media, I'm overwhelmed with photos of people holding up that bag you're holding right there. It's chicken snacks. And boys and girls, you can get it right now at physicallyfit.com. Click on the where to buy button, and you'll probably find three or four stores within driving distance of you. I've got one just two miles away. But what I do is I save myself some cash and I click on that order now online button at the bottom. Uh, they're all just $9.99, but when you use our promo code AnglePod, you'll save 20% off your entire order. Now, let me explain that's not 20% off one item, that's 20% off everything you order. Uh, so buy one for yourself, buy one for the family, buy one to share. Uh, this has become a real big hit at my office. I feel like I have a UPS delivery every week from you now, Kurt, people are loving the Buffalo wing and the blue cheese. I think you've told me that's the healthiest option of all, right? Yes. That's the one that, uh, has the lowest amount of sugar and the highest protein. It's, it's incredible. We have, we have 11 different flavors. We have plant protein, organic plant protein. We have chicken protein. Uh, they're both phenomenal tasting, uh, 11 different flavors, and uh, you can get order those at physicallyfit.com. Let's run through the flavors. If you're looking for organic plant protein, brown sugar cinnamon with pretzels, you've also got honey mustard with pretzel pieces, 
sour cream and onion with bagel pieces and rice sticks. And then of course, spicy Buffalo and blue cheese, and that's all organic plant protein. And then if you're looking for chicken snacks, well, that's easy. You got Buffalo wing and blue cheese. You've also got pizza jalapeno ranch with peanuts and almonds, cinnamon swirl with pretzels, sweet barbecue with honey roasted peanuts, sriracha and peanuts and almonds. And of course your favorite Kung Pao with dry roasted peas and pretzels. The Kung Pao is pretty spicy. Uh, I like the Sriracha, but it feels like the runaway winner online is Buffalo wing and blue cheese, dude. That that's my second favorite. I, I enjoy those two. I, I love the spicy ones. Those are the ones that I cling to the most. My kids love the cinnamon swirl and the cinnamon and brown sugar ones. They lo- absolutely love those. Every kid loves them. Check them out. If you haven't already physically fit.com click on where to buy at the top, and then you'll see it at the bottom order online. Don't forget that special promo code angle pod. You'll save 20% off. I want to mention the bags are nine 99. You're going to get them for 20% off. So just under $8, but there's seven servings per bag. This is not like a single serving deal. Uh, so you're going to be like a dollar a holler here. It is fantastic. Can't recommend it enough. I've not seen one negative review. So try it for yourself at physicallyfit.com. And if you haven't already try Kurt Kurt's Kurt got I don't know, everything under the sun for sale over there, dude. You, you're doing autographs. You're doing cowboy hats. You're doing milk cartons. What aren't you doing? Uh, well, I'm doing birthday cards. I'm doing the whole ball of wax. <laughs> I have t-shirts, everything. So, you know, you go to Kurt and, uh, put your order in and, uh, I'll be sending it to you. Uh, you can also, if you have any extra photos of me and you, uh, together, or you want something signed that you have. Uh, go ahead and send it to the address that's on the website. Uh, send a small don- donation with it, and I'll I'll personalize for you and send it back to you. That's a cool deal. Not a lot of guys are offering that. You usually have to meet them at some sort of convention, and even a lot of those guys don't allow mail-ins. Kurt's doing it for you. KurtAnglebrand.com. If you've got an old title belt, you want an autograph, maybe you made him at a convention or a WrestleCon or whatever, you can send him that picture, and he'll autograph that. So. Nothing cooler hanging around your little home office than a picture of you and Kurt that he signed. People are going to want to know, how'd you do that? And tell them, well, you listen to the Kurt Angle show. Uh, We appreciate all the feedback and we have a very special episode next week. I don't even really want to tease it. I would rather it just be a surprise, but let me assure you, you will not be disappointed. Uh, And in two weeks, we're going to be back talking all about winning the gold medal. It's finally happening. We're going to get August kicked off in a big way. Check this schedule out. August 1st, it's Ask Kurt Anything. August 8th, it's Milkamania. August 15th, it's SummerSlam 2001. August 22nd, it's SummerSlam 2000. And then, of course, we're going to wind up the month of August talking about leaving the WWE. So much good stuff happening here on the Kurt Angle Show. Appreciate you guys' support. Kurt, every time I look, we're in the top 10. How about that, man? People are loving the Kurt Angle Show. I want to absolutely thank the fans for that. You guys have made my show a success and I can't thank you enough. So much gratitude. Thank you guys for all you do for us. Tell a friend about your new favorite wrestling podcast. Tell them about the Kurt Angle show. We'll see you next week right here on the Kurt Angle show. Okay. If you've listened to this show for very long by now, you know what you're thinking. I hate Steven Singer too. And you're darn right. You do because we've told you loudly and proudly that he is one of our favorite people to do business with. And he's going to be yours too. But unfortunately he eliminates all of the excuses. Here's what I mean. Finding that person you want to spend the rest of your life with is great, but man, do we hate all the pressure of what's next? Of course, there's all the engagement talk, but then there's the pressure from actually shopping for a ring. 
hassle, haggling, finding a store to trust, trying to figure out what the heck the four C's are, discounts, sales, coupons, styles, and all the other nonsense. It's overwhelming, but at least those are all fantastic reasons to put off getting engaged. That's why this guy's really hate Steven Singer. He takes away every excuse in the book for not buying the ring. And he makes it so easy. I hate Steven Singer. Steven Singer is a Philly jeweler and icon that's been making it too easy to buy real diamonds for over four decades. He specializes in diamond engagement rings and has a staff of real experts, real jewelers, real people that are ready to help you find the perfect ring or gift at the perfect price. No call center, no sales, no haggling, no codes or discounts, just the best possible price guaranteeing the best value every single day. Check Steven out at the other corner of eighth and Walnut in Philly or online at I hate Steven singer.com always with fast and free shipping. That's I hate Steven singer.com. Oh, Hey, real quick. I wanted to tell you what Matthew in Pennsylvania wrote. I had a great experience at save with Conrad.com. I worked with Derek and he quickly answered any questions I had being able to text him directly made things so much easier than having to wait on phone calls or schedule meetings at the bank. Being able to do everything from home was extremely convenient. I was in a tough spot with the pandemic going on, but it looks like everything is going to work out for me just in time. I would definitely recommend Conrad and his team to anyone looking for mortgage help. How can we help you? You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket, but you do need 10 minutes at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. We're licensed in more than 40 states, and you even get to skip your next two house payments at savewithconrad.com. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.